Today we are sending thanks to the mom team over at Bloom Nutrition. Did you know it is estimated that a parent will feed their child at least 35,000 times before they go to college? It's no wonder parents can feel completely overwhelmed with not only the day-to-day -day task of feeding, but the impact that these interactions have on their child's health, future health, and relationship with food. Bloom Nutrition is a team of two dietitian moms with a passion for helping parents raise happy, healthy eaters. They provide a variety of support with a balanced perspective, using their nutrition expertise along with the real-life side of parenting to provide resources like an introducing solids and toddler course, baby-led weaning cookbook, toddler snack guide, and one-on-one -on -one virtual counseling. Find out more at yourbloomnutrition.com or over on Instagram at yourbloomnutrition. Hi, explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick-Eberly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. Dr. Ashley Toporowski is a dentist in Saskatchewan, Canada, and a mom to sweet one-year-old girl. She shares weekly dental tips on her Instagram page to help other caregivers feel comfortable and confident in caring for their children's oral health. When she's not working as a dentist, her family and her love to get outside and explore. From snowboarding and hiking to biking and fishing, they always say that they are happiest outdoors. Ashley, we love having you on our Kids Who Explore Ambassador team. So thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. Can you tell us about your family and what you do for your adventures? Thank you so much for having me. I feel honored. I love listening to your podcast every week. You share such amazing tips and I feel really excited to be on here today so thank you for that thank you <laughs> my family so my husband and my daughter and i we love getting outside and trying new things lately with the spring weather we've been doing a lot of hiking and biking so that's been really great we have a cabin about 45 minutes from us that we spend most weekends at and it's just lovely to be outdoors and trying different things and learning how to explore with a, a little one. That's great. And yeah, definitely learning experience for sure. One of the things we actually talked about on our podcast was seeing all the toddlers snowboarding in the backyard and your videos were so sweet. I don't know if that was necessarily your backyard or if you went to a trail, but it was amazing to see. Yeah, the snowboarding that was, we didn't really expect her to we thought she would enjoy it, but she would ask every day to go snowboarding and we have a little hill. It's about 10 minutes from our house and she just wanted to go every day and she called it bow board at that time and go bow boarding. So it was pretty awesome. <laughs> so as we said, your Instagram is amazing. You share such great tips, especially when it relates to children and teeth. How does your love for teeth and your love for children impact your adventures? So one thing that I often will share to my patients and my littlest patients is snacking. We all love our snacks. And when we're on the go and on adventures, of course, we need to pack our snacks and make sure we have food to keep us going. And the thing with snacks is increased snacking and grazing, as I like to call it, can actually increase your risk for cavities. So what I recommend to my patients and people who follow me on Instagram is trying to stick to a snack schedule. So that sounds a little bit maybe strict and scary, but basically just 
snack times, roughly times that we're going to stop our adventure and sit down and have a snack or a meal together. And what kind of things would you pack for snacks on your adventures? So I often like to pack a few different options. So of course there are foods that are better for your teeth and foods that are less better for our teeth. So for example, things that are more likely to cause cavities are going to be things like foods high in sugars, foods high in carbohydrates, or really sticky foods. So like crackers, that's something that can cause cavities, but my daughter loves crackers. So say we're going for a hike, I'll pack some crackers for her, but then I'll also pack something that's a little more good for our teeth. So that will be things like cheese. Cheese is excellent for teeth. I also like to pack raw vegetables or nuts and also eggs. That's a surprising one for people, but eggs are really good for teeth. So I like to balance it out with something better for our teeth versus something a little less better for our teeth. So then does the order that you're giving your daughter the snacks on your adventure matter? No. So when we have our scheduled snack time, so for example, just the other day, my daughter and I went for a hike and we left at about 8.30. We started walking and we'll usually have a snack around 9.30. And again, these are just rough estimates. So at about nine o'clock, she was telling me she was wanted a break, um, getting a little bit hungry. So we stopped. We, I took her out of the backpack carrier, we sat down and I gave her her snack. So on that day, she did have crackers and then I cut up some cheese sticks and I give them both to her at the same time and she eats as much as whatever she wants at any time or as little as she wants. And then she'll let me know when she's all done. And then I always finish off our snack or our meals with a drink of water that helps to flush any excess sugars out of the mouth and then we packed up our snack and we continued on our way and she knows that we will have lunch when we get home which is about two and a half hours later. Now one of my dental hygienist friends had told me for children who are a bit older after having snacks like granola bars or raisins or any of that sticky crackers that you were mentioning that they can chew on xylitol gum to help their teeth afterwards would you agree with that? Yes, 100%. So xylitol gum, sugar-free gum is excellent. What that's doing is it's promoting the saliva in your mouth. So to get a little sciency on you, when we eat or drink something other than water, the acid in our mouth is increasing. And so what this acid is doing is it's weakening our enamel. And so in between snacks or meals, our mouth is working really hard to repair our enamel. It wants to get the acid levels back to normal. It wants to get our enamel nice and strong and healthy again. So if we are eating or drinking something other than water in between these meal times, we're not giving our teeth the chance to repair itself. So it's staying in that weakened state and that is why it can cause cavities. So chewing something like xylitol gum we're increasing our saliva and saliva is really great. It's helping putting minerals back into our enamel and getting them nice and strong again so that we can enjoy our next meal and they are strong and healthy. I know you've talked a lot about 
having water after snacks. Thank you for talking about that there too. And you talk a lot about with toddlers and even babies offering the open cup and the straw cup. What's your favorite way to bring water for your daughter on your adventures? What's the best water packing system you have? So I love to bring her a straw cup. Uh, that's my absolute favorite cup for on the go. Of course, it's hard to just bring an open cup of water. I mean, you could just bring an empty open cup if you really wanted to and say you had a big water bottle that the family was sharing and then you could pour a little bit of water and give it to your little one in an open cup. But I usually just pack a small water bottle with a straw for her. So again, when we'll stop for our snack, we'll sit down, she'll have her snack and then she has her straw water bottle to help wash everything down. And actually, at what age should you start offering water in adventures versus if you're breastfeeding or having milk or formula for your babies? That's a great question. So water is actually not needed until after age one. So I guess if your child is or if your baby is still breastfeeding or under the age of one, you do want to offer small little bits of water while they're starting solids, help get them used to water, help them get a love for water and also help to wash things down. But we don't want to displace the need for their milk feed. So we don't want to fill them up on too much water. So after age one is when you can start bringing water for on the go to sip in between meals. Yeah, I was wondering that the other day on my adventure with Turner, cause he's nine months and I packed water, but it's good to know I should be waiting till that year mark. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you very much for taking part in our Kids Who Explore community. It's been amazing just watching all of your adventures and you're super involved with our community. And I'm extremely grateful for that. And I want to know what you've been enjoying the most being a part of our organization. Honestly, the community is just so incredible. Everyone is really kind and motivating and willing to share tips and you know sometimes adventures aren't always going to go as planned and that's just nice to talk to other ambassadors just to get through maybe some hard times and that's another thing I wanted to touch on with the snack schedule so of course I'm trying to stick to it as best as possible but life happens sometimes you're going to need to give your child some puffs on the adventure and that's okay if it's in between the snack schedule time that's fine just the majority of the time we're trying to stick to that that routine but of course don't feel bad if you offer a granola bar and it's only been 20 minutes since snack time. That's okay. Yes, I feel like Turner is all about the, well, he has those squish pack things that we pack on our adventures. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, sometimes you have to give them just a little bit and then, yeah, so I kind of understand that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Life happens just for the majority of the time, we're trying to stick to that schedule. And again, it's just all about letting your teeth have the opportunity to repair themselves after that acid from eating. Absolutely. What are you guys planning for the summer? Do you have any family adventures planned? Well, like I kind of touched on before, we do have a cabin really close to us. So we actually move out there for the summer. So that's just excellent. We love it so much. We do a lot of boating and fishing and biking. There's many beautiful trails around. So it's probably just going to be a lot of time spent out there as a family. And Briar has never gone fishing. Well, she went last year, but she was a baby pretty much just sleeping on me on the boat. So it'll be fun to have her um, see what catching a fish is all about. I'm excited for that. Oh, that sounds so nice. 
So we'll see all your water adventures this summer. Yes, you will see. I am a big uh, wake surfer, if you guys have heard of that. So I'm excited to get doing that and just maybe see how Briar responds to trying something along those lines. We'll see. I'll keep you posted. Amazing. That would be so much fun. I'm excited to see that. Maybe we could list a couple more snack ideas. You had said that, um, you know, crackers and granola bars are okay once in a while. You don't be too hard on yourself if you want to pack those things, especially because like my kids love those two things. <laughs> um, and some raw veggies and eggs and cheese. Is there anything else that you'd suggest? Snacks that are more likely to cause cavities seem to be the snacks that children like the most. So it is the crackers, the granola bars, the the chewy fruit snacks. So always in moderation, those are okay. But fruits, although they're high in sugar, we still wanna be offering those types of things. Anything really crunchy, so apples, yes, they have sugar, but they have that crunch. So crunchy foods are great for teeth. It helps to clean the teeth. And then like I touched on before, cheese is an excellent, excellent source of calcium. It's just really good for your teeth as well. So just always trying to balance I really like, um, like I like to give Lara bars and Lauren has a fantastic recipe that we are just absolutely addicted to. We make them bi-weekly now. So we always pack those. And then again, I will pack something like, um, I'll do a little carrot stick, but I'll chop it up really fine because my daughter is still a little bit young to have a whole carrot, but always just about that balance. And then, like I said before, drinking some water to help wash everything down until you can get home and brush those little teeth. I guess a good takeaway there is that the less good things are the ones that are so easy to just grab and go. My kids love chocolate on the trails. <laughs> she said Dr. Ashley is going to be really upset when I confess this but <laughs> yeah, she's fine. that's actually fun you say that I also love chocolate. Um, I'm not sure how you feel about dark chocolate but any chocolate over 70% cocoa is quite good for your teeth as well. You still want to have it in moderation, but that's something that you can pack along with some, some trail mix, throw some dark chocolate in there. That makes me so happy to hear <laughs> for myself as well. <laughs> and then our other question, if you can think of any off the top of your head, some book recommendations for kids and teeth. Recently, I did a Instagram post on preparing your child for the dentist. And as I was putting together this information, I was going through different books about dental visits. And I found that a lot of the books portray the dentist as a scary person. The kids are often scared to go or the parents are, you know, comforting them and making it seem like it's going to be a big, scary event. So I was quite surprised when I was looking through the books that that was something that I had to be worried about. I wanted to find a book that wasn't going to scare children. So I was doing research. I ordered a few different books for my daughter and my newest favorite dental book. It's called Big Steps. We're going to the dentist. It is so fantastic. It lists out how to prepare for a dental visit. It also shares little tips at the bottom for the caregiver reading the book. And it's just very simple language, but very helpful showing what kind of things are going to be there and what to expect. And it doesn't make the dentist seem scary because I like to think that I'm not scary. <laughs> 
You are definitely not. And I'm also getting that book. I feel like every time we do a podcast, I have something else I need to <laughs> pick up, but that's a good one. Thank you. Ashley, we've talked about your Instagram a lot, but where can people find you to follow along other than on the Kids Who Explore page? <laughs> My Instagram handle is at Dr. Ashley Top. T-O-P, and you can find me there. I share weekly dental tips for your little ones. I've also been sharing some dental tips for adults as well once in a while. I just love the community that I've formed and it's just been an excellent little creative outlet for me and helping others has been really great. That's excellent. So we always end our show here with our three questions. So we'll jump into those. What's a piece of advice you can share to help families get outside? My favorite piece of advice is to try not to be intimidated. Often we will see big elaborate adventures on Instagram and those adventures are incredible and they're so nice to see, but sometimes it can feel a little bit defeating if we're not doing something like that. So just knowing that even getting outside in your backyard you know, bird watching or going for a walk or playing in the dirt. Those are all amazing things and so great for children to just be outside. So you don't have to always go on those types of adventures for it to be beneficial to get outside as a family. Yes, that's great. We are always encouraging just to go beyond your front door here at Kids Who Explore. So that's so perfect. What's one of your top recommendations right now? It can be anything from an idea to a product. Right now, I'm actually loving a product called Jan and Jewel, J-A-N and Jewel, J-U-L. And I bring this up today because I just got another pair of shoes from them from my daughter yesterday. They make the best gear for getting outside with your little one from sun hats with great protection to sunglasses and the best little explorer shoes you can find. I absolutely adore their brand. They are a small brand from Canada and you can order right from their website or there's other small shops that carry them as well. But I just, I love them. They're excellent. That's great. Let's end with a challenge. You challenge families too? I challenge families to go on a 30 day floss challenge. And the reason I say that is I just finished a 30 day floss challenge on my Instagram. So for the month of April, I had people sign up to attempt to floss every day for 30 days to see how your teeth feel. And I got amazing feedback. And I want to thank Lauren for that. That was actually her idea. And it was just so wonderful. I had families letting me know that their children they were asking to floss every day because I made a little floss chart that you could print out and they would put stickers on it. And it was just excellent. I got excellent feedback from it. So I challenge you to floss every day for 30 days and see how great your teeth can feel. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I know. I saw that on Instagram there with your challenge <laughs> and I was like, darn it. I wish I would have signed up on day one. Um, so the next one, I'm definitely on board, but I love that when you're challenging families to do something like that, that's great. And I think I saw on your Instagram account too, that you said as soon as children's teeth touch each other is when you should start flossing them. Yes. Yeah, so as soon as you see two little teeth that have are touching each other that have a contact, you need to start flossing there because then your the toothbrush isn't getting in there. So we need to keep it clean. Sometimes 
kids' teeth don't touch till they're about two or three once more teeth start to come in. So often families will wait until then to start flossing and that's perfectly fine. However, if your child enjoys brushing and cooperates with you, you certainly can start flossing earlier just to get them used to it and get them into that routine. And um, Turner can go to the dentist, right? Like being like, he's only nine months, but he can still go to the dentist. Yes. Yes. We recommend the first dental visit be by age one or six months after the first tooth erupts. So whatever comes first. So even if the child is one years old and have no teeth, we still recommend bringing them to the dentist just so they can start getting used to the experience and we can have a look at things and answer any questions that you might have. All right. I'm going to sign us up for the dentist. (laughs) We all have homework to do after this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think that was so great. Thank you so much, Ashley, for being on. Thank you so much for having me. That was wonderful. And I really enjoyed chatting with you. And like I said before, your podcast is so great. I love listening to it every week. Oh, thank you. And thank you for simplifying my snack pack list. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. I was going to say, we always talk about prep and you definitely, I think, motivated people to do a little bit of prep work for their adventures. You know, just wash a few veggies and fruit, chop them up. Get some dark chocolate. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.